FOF today, uh, lesson six, session one on salvation. Salvation. So uh, let me pray for us and we'll get started. Father God, thank you so much for today, for um, just bringing us here today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your word. It is um, how, uh, how you use uh, your word to save people. And it's by hearing the gospel uh, as it's been handed down for... For believers for the centuries, Lord, and we thank you so much for it. Uh, we just pray that you would help us to understand it, understand how uh, how salvation works, how um, each of us has been drawn in, and, and you've saved us from the foundation of the world. And um, we just pray for your pray for wisdom as we study your word, um, give us a greater understanding of it, and just bless our time together. And we ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Okay, so. Um, Salvation lesson one, uh, session one, I should say. Keone, why are we here? We're here to know God more deeply, to have assurance of eternal life, and to become equipped for ministry. Okay, so salvation then is really going to help us to understand uh, or have assurance of eternal life. Because when we understand how salvation works, um, it will either propel us to him or to, to thank him for it. It's one of the two. Is that we... Many times people have a, a false assurance of their salvation, right? They just, they think they're saved because they had a dream, right? Something like that, so, uh, but we'll go through that. Um, okay, on the quiz was really good. You guys did great for the most part. Um, uh, let's see, Jim, could you read uh, number one and answer that? No one can come to salvation unless God calls him or her to himself. Right? True? I don't think any dispute of that. <coughs> Sheila, number two. God desires all men to be saved. Yes. Yes, he does. He does. Why aren't they all saved? Because he didn't let God love them. <laughs> Very good. He's Yeah, good. That's good, right? And, and so when we talk about God's, uh, when we get to God's will in chapter 13, I think there's God's will of desire, right? And God's... Um, uh, what's the other will? It's his uh, commanded will, right? And there's there's a difference between them, right? And so and his decreed will and his decreed will. There's three different, really, all wrapped into one. But one thing, and you talk about his sovereign will. Anything that comes to pass is God's sovereign will, right? Nothing comes to pass without his sovereign will, right? So, okay, uh, God. Do we answer this yet, or no? no. Three. Oh, okay, three. <laughs> Kimberly. Of God grants salvation to man, and man seeks God's favor by obeying his commandments. False. False, right? What is that What is that called, if he was to grant salvation to men who obeyed his commandments? Who were just good people. Good people. What would he call that? Salvation by? Works. Works, Works right? So, yeah, that's, that's not true. Where's my thing? What happened? Yeah. Tracy. To keep our salvation, we must continually do good. I think you put a question mark on there. Was this one or the next one? I said, really? Yeah, do right? Do-gooders? Do-gooders. You well, do are, good, yeah. Those are the other people who knock and, uh -huh. and ride bikes. Right, right. Yeah, both kinds, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, I mean, who else? We follow the commandments. I mean, the commandments say you must, you know, do this thing. So here's a question. Here's a question. If you are sharing a gospel with somebody and you ask them, what does it take to 
to get to heaven? What do they usually say? Do good. good you have to be a good person, right? And so... Would you, would you <laughs> consider being a good person? That's right. Would you consider yourself a good person? They say, yeah, I'm a good person. Okay. Well, how many lies have you Things told in your life? Right? start right the there. Yeah. How many lies have you told in your life? Oh, yeah, well, okay. Uh, a lot. And they say, well, what do you call a person who tells a lot of lies? Says, a liar. You still think you're a good person? Oh, yeah, I'm still pretty good. Okay. Then you go on the next one. Have you ever stolen anything? Right? So this is, this is all Ray Comfort's you know, process. Great. Great way to uh, evangelize, though. Okay. Uh, number, number five, Keone. As a first step toward salvation, the Holy Spirit must convict a person that Jesus Christ is God. False, because you have to know that you're a sinner. Well, this was the question mark one. This is the question mark one? This is a tricky question. So, but he, he had to convict you to respond. We're dead in trespass and sins. We convict the tribe. Mm-hmm. So that would be true. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. So think so, about it. So why? What? So think about the process here, right? You have a dead sinner, a person who does not understand the gospel, right? Part of understanding, though, is understanding the the gospel in its context, anything less than that could be leading to a false assurance. If you look at Jesus Christ, what does the Bible say you must believe about him? You have to believe that he is who he says he is. Who does he say he is? He says, I am God, right? He and the Father are one. And so therefore, if a person... And this happens in lots of religions, right? They don't believe in the deity of Christ, but yet they think they're saved. Why? Well, because they, they keep commandments. But they have failed at the first one, which is to believe that he is who he says he is. So when the Holy Spirit works on a person's heart, can a person be saved with the false understanding of who Christ is? No. Because you could say, well, the Jehovah's Witness could be saved then, right? Because what do they believe about? Jesus. They don't believe Jesus is God. Are the JW saved? No. So therefore, the Holy Spirit convicts the heart of who you are. Number one says you're a sinner, right? If you're not a sinner, do you need a savior? No. If you're not a sinner, then you're perfect. Why would you need a savior? So part of this is conviction of sin, of course. There's also conviction of the need for a savior and conviction that there's only one savior and that's Jesus Christ and that he has to be God in order to fulfill the requirements of uh, the sacrifice. He's got to be perfect. He's got to be a perfect lamb of God. So yeah, so in other words, the Holy Spirit then has to convict the person that Jesus is God. I put false because that's, I think that's like the, when you say the first step, like, it's all semantics, right? Like, yeah. How do, we don't know exactly, we can't pinpoint exactly, because right. it's like maybe 10 different things. Yeah, it's yeah. a first step, right? So like... It is a step. It's a not step. The, but yeah. it's a, yeah, it's one. It's, it's like any one of three steps, or any one of yeah. three beliefs would say that you're not a believer. So yeah. yeah. Right. So that's a, a tricky question. Yeah. But we'll get there. Debatable. Yeah. Because you have chosen eternity past. Yes. 
Yeah. Right. Well, it is actually. It's yeah. you're predestinated, right? right? Yeah, you're elect. The call. You're, for, regeneration. I mean, all these things. Yeah. So the first is your four. First steps. The first thing is that you are foreknown, right? He foreknew yeah. you, Election, and those he foreknew, he predestinated, and those he predestinated, he called, and those he called, he justified, and those he justified, he glorified. yeah, glorified in the end, right? So that's the whole process, right? But from um, so you to go through that. That was like the first step. I didn't know that, but I had to get to church. Yeah. I just went. Well, the Holy Spirit was sent to us as a helper. Right. So we need to be convicted. We need to know that we are. Sent. Okay. So, so he was sent to convict the world of sin, and that means all believers prior to their salvation, they too need to be convicted of the of their sin. What is the number one sin? In fact. In first, in first John, um, John says this: Who is the liar? He talks about who is Jesus Christ. He who denies Jesus Christ is a liar. So when it says that no liar will enter the kingdom of heaven, who is a liar? He's defining it. Yes. He who denies Jesus as the Christ, right? So then, in order to be saved, first thing, you must believe that Jesus is who he says he is. God. Maybe you could change it to say one of the first steps. Say a step. Well, you know, keep it <laughs> out. Keep it out. You gotta keep it like that. You gotta jump in there. Generates controversy. Right, right there you go. <laughs> very good, very, very good. Okay, Jim. To become a Christian, a person does not need to repent of his or her sin, but just pray to accept Christ into the heart. One of those. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, you do need to repent. You need to repent, right? Repent is part of it. So, who... But accepting Christ will cause that repentance. Although, repentance... I don't know. Talk about the again. <laughs> the again. Yeah, so, but the, here's a good question. Is that who, what, what group out there believes this? There is a group. There's a group of people who believe this. And they call themselves Christian. And there's a guy by the name of uh, Charles Ryrie. Ryrie? Right. Ryrie? Ryrie, yeah. Charles Ryrie, who, who wrote that literally a, a, a person just needs to confess Christ as Lord without repentance. This is where the whole issue of lordship salvation comes from. He's either your Lord and your Savior, or he's not. If he's not your Lord and Savior, then you don't believe then that you have to repent. This is the this is the no wall goers. Yeah, they are the uh, a group called Easy Believism. You've heard that group. There's those uh, no. those who don't believe that. Uh, in, you said it in the title. The yeah. Easy Believism. Easy Believism. Lord, it's Lordship Salvation is what it's all about. It's, it's a the non-offenders. Yes, but uh, to be fair to them, there's a lot of really good believers who are on that side, and they really do believe you should be doing those things, and they themselves do them. Their argument. I'm not defending them. I'm just yeah. saying that their argument would be that that comes, and you know, it's not I guess, our job to to judge whether it happened or not, right? Yeah. Well, I so part of the question though is that here's this: Can a person confess that they're a believer without any change no. in their life? No. no. So that's really what we're talking about. And in Charles Ryrie's, he says it's not, and we'll get to that, I think, but it's not that a person has a change of 
of heart, but literally they just have a change of mind. They, and, and so what they're saying is that uh, repentance is the change of mind of who Jesus is, not a change of attitude about your sin and turning from it and following Christ. And so that's the, the non-lordship. He's either your Lord and Savior or he's, he is going to be your Lord. Covered that before, so. Go ahead. You really have to dig into who, like Ryrie. I thought Ryrie, just off the top of my head, I would say, yeah, Ryrie's good. Yeah. But you, uh, but you really have to dig into what people believe. Um, it's just like when we had that last conference, I did not realize his his ending. Like if you did a study in his revelation, who was the last guy we had? The, we went over to the. No, I can't remember. Was it here? Yes. Was it, you mean last week? Or? Last year. Oh, last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those are the Puritan guys, yes, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, and, but he's Beck, Beaky? One was Beaky? Beck, yes. Beaky, uh-huh. So anyway, but yeah, you really have to be Yeah, he had a different, he had the Puritan take on, on things, on yes. family worship and you know, they look at things as being requ required, certain mm -hmm. things. And so they will teach that it's, it's a requirement for you to do these things. But in reality, it's like, well, show me where the, where the commandment is to do that. So they extrapolate certain things, you know. Um, but in this case, anyway, uh, Charles Ryrie, he later, um, I would say, rewrote about what he meant by this that kind of changed the, the outcome or changed the understanding of his writings. But his writings were clear in his book, How Great a Salvation... Uh, that he didn't, didn't believe in, in the word repentance, meaning a turning from sin. He wrote, wrote in there that it was a, a changing of mind of who Jesus is. So, anyway, just throw that out there. Okay, uh, where did I end up? Uh, Sheila. A person cannot be, a person cannot be saved unless he or she is willing to, to make Jesus Christ his Lord their lives. Right, and this is contrary to the one above it, right? So one is, if he is your Lord and Savior, you do submit, right? And if he's not, then you don't submit. You do what you want to do, which is what people always do. All right, Kimberly, number eight. So those who don't repent then don't turn to God, do they? And they don't turn from sin. Tracy. And God is holy and just. Therefore, he requires punishment for sin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Keone. Faith with respect to salvation is simply an intellectual belief that Jesus Christ is God. False. Right? False. It goes back belief. to this one. Is it, you know, it's That's the intellectual belief. Yeah. yeah. There's the belief in saying that, oh, well, I just have to have an intellectual belief in this. Yes. That, it's, that, that he's God. That's Phariseeism yeah. to its core. Good. All right. Any questions except for the tricky one? <laughs> <laughs> How is this, I can't remember his name, but this, this, this whole new movement of detransitioning and stuff, I mean, that's not what the word is it. When people leave Christianity that are not saved, what's that Oh, I've heard that. D, yeah, they called it like D, D evangelism. Is this, D guy was, this guy was yeah. talking about that. And one thing he was talking about, he said, the basic, the basic reason for these people's de de transition, whatever it is, they don't truly understand the gospel. 
Yeah, right. They accepted a God that's not a true God. They 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 didn't repent of their sins. They don't see the need for Him in the way that the gospel truly is. So when things don't come as they think they should, they they can't know, they no longer believe. Mm -hmm. Because simply they don't understand the gospel. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You, you know, if you don't truly understand what you are before before God, you're not going to be uh, truly have the proper salvation. Right. I think that. I just read this like what a week ago or two weeks ago about is it evangelism or evangelicals and they they transition from evangelicalism into something else which I didn't get to the next part of that because sometimes I just get frustrated reading that you know I don't want to read it I just it's just another silly you know rabbit hole that people go down and it's you know what what and what is the so if they walk away from evangelical Christianity. I don't know what they walk towards, some easy believism, but you know what's the when when people walk away from the truth. What verse do we go to that says there's a reason for that? They went out from us because they're not of us. That's right, because they were never of us. Because if they were of us, they would have remained with us. But to show that they were not of us, they left. Right, and so this is what happens. You know, you have somebody who is is looks like a believer. And then after many, many years, they just walk away. They accumulate teachers <clears throat> to tickle their ears. Teaching and all that. And so, I mean, there, and it happens, and it's, it's, uh, it's a tragedy when it does, and you just can't believe it. You say, how was this possible? And I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, there's a guy who <clears throat> taught the IBEZ, um, what do you call it? IBEZ what? Is it a class? Is it a program in Israel? And he did it for 30 years. He was a professor. And after 30 years, he just said, I don't believe this. And so they said, okay, well, you can't teach her anymore. And, and then uh, I think immediately um, they sent Will Varner over because Will Varner is an Old Testament scholar who is a teacher at the Master's University. And so he went over to Israel to finish the semester that uh, this guy was supposed to teach. So, he, you can be smart if you can have knowledge. Yeah. But if you're not truly saved, if you're not saved. Not, it doesn't matter, right? You know, it's, if your heart hasn't changed. Right. And the, so, and this brings up another point. We're talking about salvation, right? Can an unbeliever give a gospel presentation that leads to a salvation? Yes, sure. Philippians okay. yeah. talks about that. Absolutely, right? Because who has the power? Where does the power reside? Is it in the person giving the gospel? Or is it in the gospel message itself? Jesus said the stones could cry out. <laughs> and a donkey. It, the gospel message is, the power is in the word, right? Yeah. Uh, Romans 1.16. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So you can have an unbeliever give the gospel and people become saved. In fact, um, uh, Dosti, his first name is Dosti, and his last name is Hin. Benny Hinn's niece, no, I mean nephew, right? Oh, that guy's uh, great. So, you know, when Big Grace was doing um, uh, Sundays in July, it's where they, they don't have any fellowship groups, it's all these different classrooms and, and uh, lectures and teaching and different uh, messages by different people. And so he's there in one of these and he's talking about... Uh, uh, the charismatic movement and, and stuff like that. Somebody asked him and said, well, says, you know, 
um, in Benny Hens Church, there's always these numbers of people being saved. He says, is it, do you think it's possible that people are saved in Benny Hens you know, church? And so Dosti says, sure. You know, he, he preaches the gospel too, along with the nonsense. And he says, but the difference is, is that if somebody is saved, it won't be long before they recognize that that's not the place to be and they'll leave. He says, and of course, that's what happened to him. He got, he got saved, he said, in that church, and he said, this is just, I can't stay here. He left, right? I started in a church. Huh? But it wasn't that long. It wasn't long before you recognize that there's some issues, right? What was the biggest? Well, <clears throat> I got pointed to some really good books mm-hmm. right away. And um, so it was just the study. Then also, the other thing is, I found the people there they were relying on so much more than, than scripture. It wasn't how I would have worded it at the time, mm. 40 years ago. But they were, they, were, they were needy, and it didn't seem like the gospel was fulfilling that need. They needed something else. It wasn't yeah. enough. Yes. It wasn't enough. Right. It was like they always needed a high. Yes. It was like a drug. Yes. And that was not me. I mean, they I'm sure they didn't think I was saved because I'm not into all the. Did you speak you know, in tongues? I did not. I never did. Did you prophesy? They really thought I wasn't saved. I'm sure mm-hmm. because I wouldn't. I wasn't doing that. Yeah. And you were enslaved in the spirit. No, none of that. <laughs> they weren't that crazy, but I mean, they did have the, the tongues and some of that. But um, yeah, it was. I, I, it wasn't long. But yeah. the the gal with whom, well, I had two people share with me, but she was in that church. And, you know, I'm no doubt I was saved at that time. Just I got out of there. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Yeah. And it's a thing that happens. You're saved, and then the Spirit gives you discernment, right? <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, things that seemed to be okay in the past, for whatever reason, they're just not, there's something wrong. And that's, you know, working that's inside you. Leaving the church, I've seen recently a lot of it in the, Christian intellectual circles, a lot of people, by a lot, I mean, you know, hordes, but you know, a lot of high-powered people um, heading back towards Catholicism and Anglicanism. Mm-hmm. And, Ritualism. Yeah, there's pendulum swing, right? Yeah, it, and I think it's the intellectual part of them that goes back to that. Yeah. yeah. One is uh, Hank Hanegraaff. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, that's it. Uh, maybe so 10 years ago or something. Yeah, he left. And he had the Bible Answer Man program, which was on. It was great. He really could, you know, slice and dice the word, give the proper uh, meaning of, of scripture. But then he leaves and he goes to the Greek Orthodox, or was it Greek? or is it, uh, I think it's Greek. Greek Orthodox Church, which is, it's, uh, it's split. Greek, I think Greek Orthodoxy split from uh, Catholicism, Roman Catholicism, you know, uh, Early, in, I don't know, 400, 500, 600, uh, around that time. And, but they took a lot of Catholicism with them. And it's still a ritualistic-based, um, works-based system. And so Hank Hanegraaff, who for years, Bible Answer Man, is rightly um, cutting the word, if you will. He leaves that and goes into a, you know, a, a, a ritual-based system. And he's, I worked for the original Bible Answer Man. Is that right? Walter Martin. Walter Martin. Yeah, he's great. Oh, the old tapes of he him was, was amazing. He was a 
He was still allowed. 